0: From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked on Chiefs podcast.
1: And we are back. It's finally a crossover edition. It's crossover Locked on Chiefs, crossover Locked on Browns. Jeff Lloyd is with me as well. Jeff, how are you doing?
0: Uh, couldn't be better. Uh, you know, as we we're saying here, Chris, um, as exciting as this week is, um, and you know, here we are. Uh, you know, a couple of days before, it's oh my god, can we just get going already? I mean, I know, so much talk, and I think maybe it's the extra week, um, but I think everybody's pretty much just chomping at the bit here to get to uh, you know opening Sunday of the NFL season.
1: Yeah, and that's the big thing this is opening Sunday. How is that going to play out for these teams? And we will get into that here in a little bit later. Uh, Jeff's going to ask me some questions about the Chiefs. I'm going to ask him some questions about the Browns, and then we'll get into our predictions later. So let's jump into the news really quick. Tyron Matthew is still on the COVID list as of right now, as of this recording. He has not had his two negative tests. Uh, I did hear that they think that it's possible he could be available Wednesday's practice. Uh, As of now, we don't have that information. So it's possible he'll be available. It's also possible that he's still unavailable as of, you know, when the crossover comes out. So uh, we don't know whether or not he's going to be able to play.
0: It's a difficult situation obviously for the chiefs to be in um you know Tyron Matthew is such a you know unicorn hybrid type of defensive back can do anything that you ask of a player like that and you certainly you know as Chris and I talk about this, you have to almost kind of be respectful to the situation you know whether or not Tyron is actually going through something we ne- neither one of us have any concrete information to go with so you know your first thoughts are you know you're hoping for the player that he's okay, especially he's about to endure an 18 ga- 18 week regular season season 17 games uh you know so you know all the best for one of the uh you know finer safeties in the nfl i guess that would lead to probably my first question for this you know situation chris um being that he's so you know diversified so unique what's the first thing the chiefs do in a situation like this where oh my god maybe there is a possibility that tyron matthew can't go on sunday I think you're going to have to change
1: how your defense plays. Uh, He does so many different things. You said he is unique. He gets to play so many different positions on this Chiefs defense. He'll play the robber role. He'll come down and play nickel corner. He'll play corner. He'll play, you know, back in the back end of the defense. He'll just be all over the field. And I think if he's not available on Sunday, then it really changes what you're able to do. I do think that Tyron will be available. But if he's not, then Juan Thornhill has to step up and be in his place. But you're not going to be able to run the three – safety sets that Kansas City likes so much uh, and have Thornhill, Matthew and Sorensen on the field all at the same time. So that's going to change things too. And you're still dealing with an injury with Willie Gay, who's now an IR. So you're going, you could be thin at linebacker and safety, which is going to make it even more complex.
0: Uh, Certainly, you know, sets up for the possibility for, you know, possibly a track meet Sunday in Arrowhead. Um, Absolutely. You know, we've been, we've messaged a little bit about this over the summer. Um, and we'll get to this when we talk about the Browns. Everybody wants to talk about, oh, the Browns are breaking into defense. It's going to take time. And obviously, look, there's no question about that. But, Chris, in the same respect, um, you know, what the Browns looks like they're going to be able to feature is a strong defensive line. You look across the side, you know, three rookies starting, all <laughs> the newness on the offensive line for this Kansas City Chiefs. You're going to have some players essentially going, wow, so that's Miles Garrett. Wow, that's Damian Clowney. Oh, wait, wow, I'm not here watching. I am here. This is my job. I'm getting paid. I got to make sure that these guys are not getting anywhere near number 15. So can you give us some thoughts here, you know, about how it's looked so far, confidence level, you know, as far as what this offensive line is shaping up to be as, you know, it seems weird with the investments you have in Patrick Mahomes that you just said, "You know what? We're going to tear it down and go ahead and build a brand new one." But sometimes situations, you know, tip the hands and here the Chiefs are debuting a new offensive line for the 2021 season.
1: Yeah, you've never had a situation where a Super Bowl contender or a Super Bowl team from the previous year had five new offensive linemen the next year, and that's exactly where Kansas City is. They have three guys that are rookies, two that are really rookies, one that opted out last year. So he is, for all intents and purposes, a rookie on the right tackle. So your center, your right guard, and your right tackle are all basically rookies. Your left guard is Joe Tooney. He's fantastic. And you have your left tackle on Orlando Brown, who I think is going to be very good as well, but he is coming to Kansas city from a Baltimore front. That was a lot more run heavy than Kansas City's is going to be. So it's going to be adjustment for everybody. Uh, Tooney can do everything. So I think you feel very good about that left guard position. Uh, I think you feel good about Brown at left tackle. And honestly, with the way things have played in the preseason, you got to feel pretty good about Creed Humphrey as your center and Trey Smith is your right guard. And honestly, Lucas Nang has looked very well, very good as well. So I do think that they're in a good position. Uh, but it's going to be a huge test for them. They're going up against a fantastic defensive line. So that's definitely something that you don't want necessarily the first full game that they have to play. But it's going to be a great test, and it's going to be something where they have to step in and they have to perform right
0: away. Uh, no question. And, you know, look, smart teams, you know, it doesn't, you know, if this was a team that wasn't succeeding, you'd be like, well, what are you doing? You know, the one thing you have going for yourself is your franchise quarterback. Um, But when you're coming off of, you know, winning a Super Bowl, making it back to another Super Bowl, even if you lost, um, you should be given the benefit of the doubt in those situations that possibly you know what you're doing. There's no way we can get through this without, obviously, speaking about number 15 a little bit. Uh, You know, coming back, uh, you know, off the injury, um, has played some in the preseason here. Um, But, you know, Patrick Mahomes now, this is, you know, I think this is probably where maybe some teams in the AFC should maybe be a little nervous. You know, like, how is he wired? Um, You know, won one Super Bowl, you know, lost his second one, two in a row. You know, you're almost a little concerned, like, you know, and we've seen him put up just absolutely bananas numbers to this point. Like, where's the drive? I mean, now, you know, is the NFL like, I mean, we're talking now, what, 60, (laughs) 62, 63 touchdown passes? You know, with what you know Patrick has, and obviously you know keeping Tyree Kill around, of course, McCole Hardman, Kelsey, keeping this you know core group that he seems to have so much success with. Some thoughts here about you know 15 as you know just now, hopefully maybe trying to string together a third Super Bowl appearance.
1: I think the big thing when you look at Patrick Mahomes is you have to be you have to be ready to see. Uh, what he can do and and where he is from his injury last year. I think he's looked very good in the preseason, so I think that's going to work to his advantage. But then you start looking at what he has on this team. He still has Tyree Kill. He still has McCole Hardman. Uh, but you're right. You put him in a situation where he's coming in with a brand-new offensive line, but if you look at what happened in the Super Bowl, you almost had to go and replace everybody. You, know, you had four of your starters out in that Super Bowl, and the fifth one wasn't good enough. To be a starter. So, you know, I understand why they went that way with the offensive line. I think Mahomes is going to take a new step forward. And the bigger question is, is what's he going to improve on this year? It seems like he's improved on something every single year. And you're adding now a 17th game. What is that going to mean for some of the records that have stood in the NFL for years? I don't I honestly don't know. And I'm not trying to say Mahomes is going to break them all, although he could. uh, But, you know, what's it going to do for the rest of them?
0: Yeah, certainly interesting. And of course, you know, you're going to get the, uh, you know, the old guard of the NFL. Everybody well, asterisk. Everybody wants to throw an asterisk on something, you know, even though this is the new norm. Um, And of course, you know, those old players, if it meant playing a 17th game to be making the money these players are today, I think they would have been more than okay with it. Um, Maybe a player or two here, Chris, you know, every team, there's always the roster evolution. We've spoken a little bit about the offensive line here but maybe you know a player still here or a play, maybe a rookie or somebody that was brought in here, some players that maybe some of my Browns fans won't be so familiar with as players who possibly are on the rise in their NFL careers. Uh,
1: LaJarrius Sneed. And I would think that most people would start to know that name if they really pay attention to the NFL because there are so many people talking about him. But he played fantastic last year for Kansas City when he was healthy. I do think that he's going to take a big step forward this year. And he's going to play a pivotal role uh, as their number one corner. And I do believe that that's the role he's going to play. Uh, Then you start looking at other guys, uh, other young guys. You know, they went and traded for Mike Hughes. He's going to be a starting corner for the Chiefs this year. How's that going to play out? He didn't look very good in Minnesota. What is that going to be? And how's that going to be adjusted for in Kansas City? And then, you know, you flip it over to the offensive side. We've already talked about the young rookies. uh, But I will say this. Creed Humphreys look like what you expected from a second round pick Uh, and that name is probably going to be more familiar to more people because he played in Oklahoma and uh, you know, he was a second round pick watch out for Trey Smith. Yep. The kid was, was I was a late round pick and you're sitting here in a situation where he should have been a second round pick probably, but because of medical issues, he got bumped down to where he got drafted and From what I have seen, this kid is looking the part of being a potential Pro Bowl right guard for years to come. Now, don't get me wrong, he's going to be raw. There's things he's going to have to work on, but it is going to be a lot of fun to watch him going forward.
0: Yeah, I, you know, with Trey Smith, and this was a player, you know, I I followed, you know, deeply through the draft process. On um, the the tape was always there. There were concerns of a little bit about a back injury. And of course, the fact that you know Tennessee's program has certainly fallen off the beaten path, SEC wise, certainly didn't help him. Um, but you know, this is why GMs, you know, such as you know, what we're hoping for Andrew Berry to be here in Cleveland, similar to what you guys have going on in Kansas City. This is how you make things work, and this is how you know you find a way to save money to play star players, is by finding hopefully third day gems in the NFL drafts can come in right away and start uh we're having a blast here thus far the first crossover edition of lockdown chiefs lockdown browns for the 2021 nfl season we're going to flip it up here in a second uh chris going to grill me here on some things cleveland brown wise we enjoy you all being along for the ride
1: Attention gamblers of all shapes and sizes. Our friends at Manscaped have a can't-miss bet for you today. The leaders of male grooming just launched their fourth-generation performance package. The betting odds are in your favor when you use the Lawnmower 4.0. Across the board, this is the package to get you in the mood for whatever your gambling heart desires. Ready to take the leap to male grooming royalty? Two million men already have. Join the Manscaped movement by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code LOCKEDON. Performance Package 4.0 by Manscaped is the ultimate parlay to make to take your grooming game to the next level. Hitting a favorite is fun, but shaving with confidence, the folks at Manscaped have given me just that and have my trust when trimming the boys. The recently released Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer is the fit is a favorite. Their fourth generation trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. It also gives you the ability to turn the four 1,000K LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave, plus it's waterproof. Odds are that you'll be sweating and feeling the heat after a big bet. Fix the sweat and stink with Manscaped's liquid formulations, the crop preserver, all deodorant and for before and after you send it, and the crop reviver, ball toner for when you need a boost mid-bet. Manscaped has a bonus add-in to the performance package with the boxers and the shed travel bag. These tools get your boys in comfort. In your comfort zone before the games start. Get 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. That's 20% off plus free shipping with the code locked on at manscaped.com. Fellas, don't gamble on shaving with the wrong tools. Choose Manscaped, your balls will thank you. All right, so let's just jump back into this. We're sitting here and we're looking at the first game of the season. And honestly, like you said earlier, I cannot wait for this game. I've been excited about the NFL football coming back for a very long time. And they're finally able to get into uh, a situation where the Chiefs are actually going to have a full stadium. And I do think that's going to play into this game as well. Uh, I do think Arrowhead is going to be packed and it is going to be very loud. When you look at this Browns team, what is different from when they played last Against Kansas City in the playoffs, that had to have been a brutal game for you guys to go through, especially with the Mahomes injury and then Chad Henney's heroics late.
0: Well, I mean, offense, it's not a ton, but we'll get to that in a second. Um, you have to talk about the defense side of the ball. You're talking anywhere between eight to new nine, eight to nine new starters on this defense. You know Miles Garrett. Everybody knows Denzel Ward. But after that, a lot of the names have changed here. Um, they've gone to. I mean, the, the approach was simple. The approach was, what do we got to do to compete with the Kansas City Chiefs? What do we got to do to get to the top of our own division? A la take out a guy like Lamar Jackson. Be able to bet, you know, beat. Lamar Jackson. Obviously, you have to keep eyes on a quarterback like Josh Allen. Mobile quarterbacks and they can extend plays. They can plays and with their arms. So, what do they do now? in a number one? Got their defense more talent. They got their defense more athletic. They got their defense more football intelligent. You bring in a player like John Johnson the third. Um, he wore the green dot for the Los Angeles Rams last year. He was their right. signature on defense. You bring in Anthony Walker at the middle linebacker spot. One year deal. Didn't pay him a ton of money. It was also the signature, call, signature call for the Colts last year. But he saw Darius Leonard basically you know, profess his love for Anthony Walker on social media after he signed with the Cleveland Browns. you know, mentioning that you know, he would not be anywhere to walk. So you bring in intelligent players. This is him. You bring in Jadavion Clowney. There's very few people who have the athletic makeup similar to what Miles Garrett is. Jadavion Clowney is one of those guys. To so bring in Tack McKinley. Tack McKinley is actually faster than both Jim Miles Garrett. So now you have edges, even if they don't get home, once quarterbacks start wing or even going downfield, these guys can actually catch them from behind. This is the type of foot speed these players have. Um, they made a nice signing. I was critical of it at the time. Took a gamble on Malik McDowell. Here's a player that you know had been in NFL, um, never has taken a snap in the league so far. He looks big. He looks strong. He looks athletic. Everything. Everybody kind of fell in love with the player out of Michigan State. We kind of view him right now like he's like a surfer with a wave. You're going to ride this. It's something that could go on for three weeks, three months, three years. You don't know, but you're going to take advantage of the situation. You have, have a player who looks pretty good at this point. Um, you bring in a player like Jeremiah Ushu Koromoa. He's athletic, and he runs around. You know what he, does? he is a big-time hitter. That is a reputation that he has. And, you know, I don't care the ilk of any player in the league. You get smacked once early in the game. It's just basic instinct that you know, you're now you're thinking about it. Maybe it doesn't affect you, but you're certainly more cognizant of the fact that a player like number twenty-eight JOK is roaming around and he's literally got no problem. He's the type of guy, you know, the, the program, you know, he did You know, so you bring a player like that offensively, and this is the key. Um, and we have no idea exactly how much Odell Beckham Jr. has. Um, he was very limited during training camp. Of course, they were smart with it. The Browns did that with all of the players. So his role, the amount of snaps he can take, were really positive. But he, he and the growth of Donovan Peoples-Jones, look, the Chiefs came out in that playoff game last year and said, guess what? Here's 11, nine yards the line of scrimmage. Beat us deep because we don't think he can and basically challenged him. And guess what? The Browns did not have the personnel at the time to do it. Rashard Higgins, nice player. That doesn't have a reputation for getting open deep. Jarvis Landry, even 17, 18 pounds quicker this year. I mean, uh, lighter this year. Yeah, he's quicker. He's not just frightening fast. Players like Donovan peoples jones Odell Beckham Jr., maybe if the rookie Anthony Schwartz even dresses, he is a player that can do these types of things. That's something that maybe can open this up. And the fact that we don't know the status of Tyrone. Uh, tyron matthew right now at this point where he can do everything in that secondary um the browns are coming where hopefully you know we said last year so much that it felt like they were playing an arena league style offense they just weren't able to challenge vertically maybe that changes sunday with the fact that you know they have the growth of donovan people's jones who's had a fantastic summer you're getting odell back into this mixture and we'll see where odell's hunger level is um, they always talk, players always talked about winning. The Browns finally won a playoff game last year. Odell, only one playoff game he's been a part of, lost. So you wonder where the fire is in a player like that. But a lot of changes, but a lot of it on the defensive side of the ball. And for me, I understand there's going to be some growing pains. This defense may not be as great as, great as it is week one, as it is maybe by five, six, seven. But the potential for this to be a top five, six, seven defense in the NFL this year is certainly there.
1: Well, and I'm glad you bring that up because you're looking at going up against what has been the best offense in the league the past two years or at least top three in the league the past two years. And so this is going to be a huge test to the to the Cleveland defense. And don't get me wrong, I think that Cleveland has a fantastic defense. I'm excited to see how the Chiefs are going to attack it. Uh, the one thing that I'm wondering is we kind of already talked about this when you brought up the offensive line that the Chiefs have that's brand new and your defensive line. What have you seen from Jid J- Davion Clowney? What have you seen from guys that are not Miles Garrett?
0: Well, you know, J- Davion Clowney, anything we've seen is through camp. So, you know, it's. He's practiced a ton. They easily could have put him on a path similar to other players where they just said, look, we don't care. We don't need you to do a lot. We know it's August. It doesn't matter to us. But he's been out there almost every day. So that shows you. Uh, that they seemed pretty confident in his health. And they had a nice meeting with Miles Garrett. Um, orig- I mean, I'm sorry, with Jadavion Clowney originally. And there was a reported date where, you know, everybody, doctor-wise, medical-wise, said this is the day Jadavion Clowney should be good to go. So the Browns had their initial meetings with him. It went well. Everybody seemed to be on the same page. The contract talks were perfect. But the Browns said, all right, well, let's get to this date, and we're going to talk then. You know, want to put him through a physical, um, all of that stuff. And everything to this point seems to have you know clicked in that nature. Um, the interior is a little bit interesting. Um Malik Jackson is here. Malik Jackson's reputation is uh, you know far more greater of being an interior pass rusher than it truly is of being you know a true defensive tackle. Andrew Billings, the Browns, uh, you know signed going into last season. He was a player that opted out as well. Um, the weight hasn't been, you know, great, and he's slowly been working on getting his weight down. But again, this is a player. I'm not sure how important he's going to be to play the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, you know, you guys look. Uh, we'll run it if we have to. But uh, you know, if we got fifteen half a million, if we had a half a billion dollars, we pay him to throw the ball around the yard. Um, so you're not sure how much that's going to matter. Jordan Elliott, second-year defensive tackle. The summer started slow. Um, he put a lot of work in, you know, uh, getting his body different from his rookie year adding strength, trying to lose bad weight. It was lose bad weight. It was slow at start, um, but he closed out the preseason uh, strong. Malik McDowell has just been really interesting to this point. Um, you, you see the flashes and, you know, again, this is a guy athletically as well, you know, very similar to Miles Garrett in, you know, Jadavian Clowney that, you know, athletically, you know, you give them that freak label, you know, granted the guy hasn't done anything football wise in four seasons. Um, but interesting in that regard, um, Joe Jackson ended up being the guy kept as their fourth defensive end on the on the you know regular fifty three. Uh, Joe Jackson is more of a toolsy guy, a guy who's going to do his assignment. He's better in the run game than necessarily he is as a pass rusher. But when you're saying that you have Garrett, you have Clowney, you have Tech McKinley, maybe you need that guy who's going to do that aspect, and you know he's going to you know maybe not try for the flash play is basically going to be you know the guy with. You know who shows up with the toolbox and says, no problem, you need me to set the edge. I'll be the guy to set the edge.
1: Yeah, and that's definitely something you're going to need when you have all that talent surrounding him. You have the ability to have that guy that's going to do just his job and, and just get that part of it done. So one of the things that's always stuck out to me is the Browns had a fantastic offensive line last year. It looks like they're going to have a good offensive line again this year. But the last thing I really want to ask you about, when you start looking at this game, the brown's record in season openers has been so abysmal and i understand that's the past That's not you know the, that's not the present but what do you think they're take what do you think can, can be taken from that because they just have not started good at any point in the past 15 or 16
0: seasons well when you start every with either a new head coach, a new quarterback, a new offense, or new, I mean, there is just nothing ever has been the same. Um, and you look at this look, they are returning every single coach, every single offensive side of the ball, defense side of the ball, everything is the same. And we actually got into this in the show, uh, The Lockdown Browns is going to be released here shortly. Is you now have something else. Look, you have to go to the NFL. You can watch all the film in the world, and but the other teams watch the same stuff that they haven't seen yet. So, what do you do in those situations? You know, if you're a new regime, what do you do? You have nothing to basically go on. But now you can sit down, Baker, and say to Coach Stefanski, "Hey, remember this happened last year in the second game versus Baltimore. Remember you took the slot receiver and you t- took him three yards off the tackle as opposed to where he normally lined up. You know what? That way the you know that linebacker had to take an inside shade." open up the quick out, made it easier. You know, you have ways to reference things now. You know, like, all right, we've seen this before. We didn't see it from this team, but we have seen this before through our offense, through our lens, and this is what we think we should do to adapt as opposed to trying to reinvent everything on the fly. And, of course, a lot of this comes down to the fact that Kevin Stefanski is just a lot more talented coach than the Browns have had here in a long, long time. And now you have he and Baker, and Baker and Coach Stefanski actually spent time together this year, you know, where there was some of Baker's influence, you know, well, here, let's show you this. This is something I want to try and incorporate. And where Baker's actually had the, you know, the thought to say, well, let's try it with so-and-so, or let's try this personnel with these two here. I I know, I see you're putting them here. Why don't we have these two on this side, him on this side? And A number one, it just makes the relationship better because everybody wants to feel like, their voices being heard, which has been a tremendous job by Andrew Berry and Coach Stefanski, but I think that's one of the biggest things is the fact that it's not new, and they didn't spend this summer you know, the simplest things of, you know, okay, well, uh, this is how I want the stance to be for a wide receiver. It's literally been, okay, we're on page 300 of the playbook. We don't need to be on page, you know, two of the playbook. Like the Browns have been every year in the first week of August installing a new offense, installing a new defense. None of that's going on right now, which is probably why the confidence level of the Browns themselves, why they all seem so ready to go and you know chomping at the bit, is because it feels like you know, they know what they need to know. They just need to get to the field and see, hey, is this good enough, or do we have to tweak some things? And that's going to be the biggest thing, and that's what happens when, and we'll find out when you know, because if, if they went out and played Houston Week One, which doesn't really look like a quality team. You don't know what you truly need. You right. go out and play the big dog of the AFC Week One. You're going to know if you're close enough, uh, you know, or what needs to be tweaked, what needs to be worked in, and things of that nature.
1: And when we get back, we're going to go into our predictions for this game and how it's going to end up uh, from both Jeff and I.
0: Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at Bet Online. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting needs, including the MLB, the NFL, the NCAA football season, and all your UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams are prepping for their runs to the playoffs online, your online sports book experts. RockAuto.com is a family-owned business, serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com right now to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks Delivered directly to your front door. The rockoda.com catalog is easy and unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available again for your vehicle and choose the brand's specifications and prices you prefer. Go to rockoda.com right now again and type in there. How did you hear about us box locked on? So they know the folks over here at Locked on Chiefs and Locked on Browns sent you their way. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com.
1: So we get back to this game, and I have to say, like I said, I was, I'm excited to see what happens in this game. I do think it could be a shootout. Uh, but I'll let you go ahead and give us your prediction. What do you think is going to happen?
0: See, for me, it is very, very difficult to just, you know, as confident as I am in what this team can be this season, I, I, I have not seen this defense. And, like, we always go back to the movie uh, A Few Good Men where Tom Cruise is playing the Lord. It's not about what I think. It's about what I can prove. This right. defense, it sounds fantastic, but I have not seen it play not even a preseason snap yet. Miles Garrett has not played with Jadavian Clowney. Jadavian Clowney hasn't played. Tac McKinley hasn't played. There are so many players that haven't played. I think the potential for this defense is to be great. And to get the Chiefs week one, it's, it's a huge, huge – and the thing is, we might not know anything. It could just be that the Chiefs were that hot and the Browns' defense wasn't truly that ready. That's fine. Um, so for me to put a high confidence level on that I think the Browns are going to go in there and win this game, I have no factual information to prove this. I think it's going to be close. I think there's going to be a lot of points scored, um, especially if number 32 for Kansas City is unable to play. I think because with the Browns' offensive line – if there's not much back there that's going to detract Baker Mayfield, I think he could have a really good day. But again, now you're going against the ultimate gunslinger in the NFL. I think you are maybe talking somewhere 34-30, uh, an okay loss for the Browns to go in Arrowhead. And as I keep telling my Browns listeners, I don't care about the Chiefs in week one. I care more about the potential matchup with the Kansas City Chiefs in week 21.
1: And I can't say blame you on that at all. I do think that this is going to be a fantastic game, and I do think it's going to be high-scoring. Uh, what I will say is I'm not sure where this Chiefs defense is right now. I do think that they have the opportunity to be a good defense. But with Willie Gay out and without knowing if Tyron Matthew is going to play, I think that could lead to a very high-scoring game. The other part of it that we, that you have to figure out is how is it, how are your different pieces going to fit in? Your corners are different th- this year than they were last year. How's that going to affect things? How's that going to affect Kansas City defending this Browns offense, which I think is going to be a very good offense this season? And then you get back to talking about the Browns defense, and the question is: Is are they going to be able to mesh? Are they able? To, are they going to be able to, you know, be what you want them to be? And are they are going to be, be
0: able to be? communicate? They're not that experienced or, yeah. with each other. That's one of the biggest concerns right? too.
1: Yeah, no, no experience, no chemistry. It's just it's really hard to know if they're going to be able to do what what you want to be able to do as a team. And I think that they can be good. I just don't know if they're going to be good week one. So I guess we'll, we'll see what happens. Uh, I do think it's going to be a high-scoring game. I could see 34-30. I'm going to go right now probably 35-28 uh, Kansas City. Uh, but I could see it being closer, uh, especially if the Browns are able to Keep the Chiefs slowed down, at least in the first half, uh, which that's going to be hard to do because Andy Reid always seems to be ready to go when these games start for real.
0: It seems like Andy Reid has this script ready for like, as soon as he knows who his week one opponent is, it's like, all right, the script has started. And, you know, I I just, you know, they've been a fun team, obviously, to monitor and the Chiefs have been, you know, so many primetime moments or so many national games it's hard not to watch and enjoy what they do and you have a player like you know of course um you know Patrick Mahomes who's just you know kind of become the league darling as we all sit here and everybody wants to kick themselves cuz we've all had tom brady dead and on the side of the road now for a decade <laughs> um some people two decades um but you know it, it, they're a fun team to watch if you love offense this is certainly a team uh you want to watch here and for the browns hoping you know they're hoping that you know they are closing that gap between the Kansas City Chiefs and themselves. And that is going to be it for us today. Thank you all for listening. This is your first crossover episode.
1: Locked on Chiefs, locked on Browns. Enjoy the game. Let us know what you think. And we
0: will be back tomorrow with more.